me. I had all of these pent up emotions, and because I'm supposed to be a good Christian, I can't, I can't fuck. So I don't know how to get rid of these emotions, and except doing what I usually do, which is to write. So uh, that's where the ero- that's where the erotic sort of started. time <laughs> where did you get time to hear god and i was like i can't tell them because they, they wouldn't understand yeah. and i got when i got the when i got the prophetic words were nine times out of ten at the moment of orgasm i want to hear your voice change tone sexier than alto saxophone warming up moaning through your skills do re mi fa so so just press foreplay lovers friends welcome back to another episode of just press foreplay i am your host Susie. it has been a minute summer is in full swing well kind of we're in the northwest we had a three-day heat wave that was like 30 degrees higher than we're used to and then now we have clouds for the past two days so summer time i don't really know i don't know what summer is here honestly i miss it someone help (laughs) so it's been a second since i've released an episode for you guys i was gonna do an episode on chakras um i was also gonna catch you up on our bus fiasco uh but that's gonna be next week so tune in then this week i have an even better surprise for you this week we have passion poet of the erotic empire he is the host of the wet spot podcast if you follow us on instagram then you know all about us being on the wet spots podcast last week which was super exciting an honor and a privilege to be asked to be on there um so obviously i had to return the favor because this man is full of so much divine source energy um have you ever heard that cats when they purr have a healing frequency to them. That's how I feel when listening to Passion Poet, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who feels this way, but there is a healing tone in the way that he speaks, in the way that he reads poetry, and um, that's part of living in your divine energy source. That's part of emitting what it means to truly live in your craft, in your creative, in your art, and radiate it from the best possible place that you can. Um, I'm so happy that we were able to have him on. So please, please enjoy. I will include all of the links in the episode notes for you to be able to follow Passion Poet. I ordered my version of his book, Gemini, um, but he has many books to choose from and another book that is going to be coming out very soon that you get to hear about on our episode together. So please enjoy. Welcome. Hello. Today, I am so excited. We have Passion Poet from the Wet Spot Podcast. Uh, This has been a beautiful connection I've been able to make through the world of the internet. He's coming from us from Barbados in the tropics, where I wish I could be at this moment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before we get started, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Well, um, my name is Passion Poet. I am a spoken word artist, poet, author, podcaster, um, entrepreneur. What else? What else do you want to know? I, 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 yeah, I. I've been writing poetry from the time I was 14 years old, um, and I've and I've inspired uh, 
I've always been inspired by words, but as I got older, um, I got inspired by women as well. And I ended up starting writing erotic poetry. So all of my, most of my um, public work is erotic. But of course, as I say in my, uh, I have a, I have a, a, a poem that I usually start all of my performances with. Um, and I guess if, if you, indulge me I can start with it here as well but I say in that piece uh, passion isn't always sex and so it, so you know passion is intensity all the way through so it's um it's, it's anger is frustration is sadness all of those are passion as well so I I I say that I'm elevated all of my emotions are elevated and I'm just passionate all the time I love that I love that how long did it take you to kind of find where your niche was and what style of writing that you like to do uh um I'm I'm not exactly sure how to answer that I just have it, it basically I like I said I've always been a lover of words and I went through um learning learning and practicing um the traditional styles of poetry like uh sonnets and 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 the japanese styles like serenue just because i enjoy i just enjoy poetry all that much but i fell in love with um spoken word poetry um a couple of years ago a couple of years ago now it's like i've been a spoken word artist for nine years oh my god that's a long time. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, like when what had happened was I was going through my first divorce and someone was seeing, you know, everybody's like trying to get you out of the house. You're in this sort of depressed state. And people kept saying, okay, one girl messaged me from Canada. She was in Canada. Again, the beauty of the internet and sent me um and sent me a request or a, a event um a barbados event called the vibe and in it uh it was a spoken word first time i was connecting with this thing called spoken word so this this artist who is now a good dear friend of mine um at that point i'd never heard of him and i just went to see him and i was hooked from there and so i followed him around i was a groupie for a while and then i started i i um I took it upon myself to try my hand at, rec at, at reciting the only poem I knew by heart at the time. And what happened was, was that I forgot my entire second verse while doing that piece on stage. But what, what happened was everybody was so appreciative. The, the open mic the scene um, on a whole, but in Barbados specifically, is very, very, very um, open to new new people. Um, so they're very, very, you know, they're always, they're, whenever you go on stage, you are um, being extremely vulnerable and most people are extremely scared. So people embrace you with open arms. And what happened was I was double, I remember clapping, and I, I lost my, I could not remember the second verse and they were clapping along with the rhythm and it just kept me inspiring me to keep going. And I, I found, I remembered what it was, finished the piece and I was hooked from there. So that's yeah. so cool. So in contrast to that, because you had a lot of support at that event, you said you started writing poetry at 14. And if I remember correctly from listening to a couple other episodes, you were raised in a, in a very Christian dominant family. Yeah, well, no, well, <laughs> 
yeah, what was that like trying to write these erotic poems and freely express yourself in that kind of a uh, home? Well, by the time I, by the time I was writing the uh, the erotic stuff, I was out of that house. I, I, okay. I was out of my parents' house, so there's that. But conversely, I'm back home at my mom's house now because I'm an entrepreneur and trying to trying to raise money to start my business. So <laughs> I'm so in a sense. Um, to answer your question, though, I've had run-ins with my parents because of my because of my um, because of my. Uh, uh, content, right? Um, my mom said to me at one point, she was we were having a heated discussion, and she thought she she said I she says she needs me to start writing porn, and I was like, um, I I don't write porn, mother. There's a difference between porn and erotica. <laughs> there's a difference between porn and erotica, but uh, because my parents are very much more conservative, it, it you know it is it is. Um, it is, it is, it has, it was challenging for them. It's not challenging for me because by the time I started and got into who I am now, as I um, mentioned in my own podcast, which is, um, which is currently going on, if you were listening to this podcast, you can always head over to mine. And I was talking to Susie about this. Um, but I, uh, by the time I became who I am and, and, and a little bit more confident in myself, I could easily tell you to fuck off. If you don't really, if yeah. you, if you don't accept who I am, then that's your business. Uh, it took me, it took me years to accept myself as who I am and I'm perfectly fine for where I am right now. Oh yeah. So some of the books that you've written, because uh, I, I didn't really understand that until yesterday when I was able to talk to you. Like I, I, I got the passion pull apart, but I didn't realize that you already had books out, which is really, really exciting. And they're all like erotica. Yes. Are they, are they stories too? Are they short poems? Uh, almost five of them are poetry anthologies. One is a novel. So you have, so you have erotic, you have erotic seduction, um, offering quotes of passion and passion, the Gemini project. Those five are books of poetry, right? Um, Make It Rain, however, is my first novel. And so that is a full, full novel, 370 something 379 pages of of as i ask people what do you get when you make sex love betrayal and poetry and the answer is make it rain which is the name of the novel wow i'm excited to read that actually <laughs> yes well for anyone who's listening it's all you can always check out um my website passionpoint.com all the information is there for the books and um that's the easiest way to get them but if you want to you can search on amazon and search for um, robert r gibson which is my real name i decided that i at, at the time I was trying to decide whether I would write under a pseudonym, write 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 under my um, stage name or my my given name, and somebody convinced me to write under my real name, which is not a big deal for me. But for now that I've gone come, uh, I've been doing this for a while. It would have been good to have everything under the same um, branding, so everything would have been passion point at that point. Maybe I'll re maybe I'll do over the covers and just keep passion point. I'm not sure, but it is the books have been out for a couple of years now. It's not a big deal. When we were talking, you had mentioned that you're that you're dom. Yes. So what does that what does that entail in your world? Because I've talked to um, a sub from who lives here in the states, 
Mm-hmm. And then also I've had the privilege to talk to a dom who lives in um, South Africa, but it's always so interesting. Everyone's different perceptions and takes on it and how they handle that role. Cause it is quite a, a big role to have. Yes, yes, yes. So I actually am a daddy dom specifically. Um, so I am specific. I, I don't do the humiliation or the, um, I'm, I'm not a very harsh dom. I'm actually, I, I am very much into caretaking and feeling and, and, and having, having myself feel, um, supported and loved more. So, I mean, of course, depending on your proclivity, um, you might want, you might need that harshness, but um, I'm not the dumb for you if you are. I'm just like, <laughs> I, I, I like, I like the feeling of submission, but I love when you, um, when you are submitted to me because you want to be and the brattiness I do have a bra- I do have a bit of brat tamer in me I've done the BDSM test several times so I do have a little bit of brat tamer in me which means if you are a little bratty it does turn me on but you get a lot more from me being being obedient um my two subs are in the states i um so i'm doing sub, my dom sub relationship is is online mm-hmm. um and i really and truly would love to find a, a a sub here in barbados just for the physical contact it's good to have the emotional connection but the sexual tension is really really strong when you're in barbados and she is in the us yes. <laughs> yeah, that lack of physical contact definitely generates a lot of energy and yes it's kind of interesting because the more i learn about like spirituality and stuff the more you realize that this whole space-time continuum that we live in doesn't necessarily exist because you can have these connections like we're having over the internet that yep. feel so real and so tangible. And yeah, it's hard without the physical touch, but that emotional connection becomes so strong. Yes. So, so what it what is that like for you not having the physicality of your two subs who are in the states? Well, I mean, my 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 girlfriend also is in the states, so to be quite honest, it's I've gotten so accustomed to it. It's you know, basically, I'm polyamorous. So what happens is when I'm when I really need physical touch, I my 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 queen and I have a discussion, and I say to her, "Well, I really need to go and um, find someone to be with," and she's like, um, "So we basically, uh, I we basically." I, I, I don't have to do it this way, but I know it, it makes her feel good. So I sort of ask permission um, just so that she feels um, included, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but, but then then it allows then it allows me then to find a, a play a play partner for the for the time being. Um, but that is so that's how I get away. That's how I get through it when the when the need for physical touch is very strong. But um, I've been going at it now four plus years. So it's a little bit, I guess I would go on accustomed to it by now. Yeah. Well, I love how you, I love how you specifically want to respect her by having those conversations. Cause in today's society, so many men would just be like, Oh, I have an open relationship. I'm, I'm in a polyamorous relationship. I can just go sleep around. But for you to actually take the time to be like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm doing. Um, I just want to let you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely fantastic and beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I, 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 my whole brand is about respect. And uh, again, I, I sort of hinted at this when Suzanne and I talked um, in our other podcast, but 
for me, my entire brand is about respect. Yes, I'm talking about sex. Yes, I want when you read my work to be wet or or, or a rose in some way. Um, yes, part of me wants you to go and find the first, um, find your partner or find the first man you can find and fuck them. But ultimately, I want that when you read my work, listen to my voice, that you feel empowered in your sensuality, whether you are male or female, because I actually have some men who 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 um like they they were ashamed of it, but they sent me messages and they were like, dude, your your voice just made me come. And I was like, Yes, cool, because it's an energy. It's an energy, it's not just it, it's not physical and it's not it's not specifically relegated to women although i am focusing on women when i speak i am totally stoked that some guys are open to feeling that energy just from hearing my voice yeah yeah well it's a it's like a respect to the divine feminine aspect of things and you can be all man and still respect some parts of your feminine side so indeed Indeed. yep definitely (laughs) (laughs) For your for your books, so I, I was kind of curious about this with the poetry, because writing a poetry book is very different than writing a novel. Do all the poems connect to each other or is it more of like a collection? It's a collection. Um, okay. The poems are, I, I wrote the poems first and then decided to put them in a book. So the poems are all the poems. Well, most of those poems are all of those poems rather are in my archive. So I have written poems over the years and then decided over time to just put them in collections. Basically what happened when I wrote my first book, Erotic, was that uh, I'd been performing for a couple of years and people were like, where's the book? Where's the book? Where's the book? Yeah. So I was <laughs> so I was like, okay, no problem. So I just sat down and I had my, I have all of my poems on Dropbox, everything. I, as long as I have access to the internet, I have my poetry with me. So I literally sat down one day and just said, all right, these people want a book. Let me see what I could do. And in an hour's time, I had drafted, uh, I'd, I'd pulled together erotic from my, from, from my archive. All I, I deliberately put together, um, erotic poems and all of the very hot poems were in the, were at the beginning. I put, um, I put collaborations between myself and other poems, other poets in the middle. And then I, put a couple of love poems at the end so those three uh, those three um sections are eros coitus and aphrodite eros obviously very hot poems coitus is for is for double two people um that's where the the thing came in and then of course aphrodite is the love poems so that's how that's how my first book was set up that's amazing i was going to ask you how you decided which order to go in but you just answered (laughs) that and that's what a beautiful way to tie it back to like um Greek and Egyptian and Roman kind of mythology and have those roots to be able to separate it and organize it. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is one of my, that is currently the, the other than the novel, Erotic is the, is the fastest selling book of um, all six of them. Erotic sells the fastest. I believe that. I believe that, yeah. <laughs> Especially when you look into like, uh, like I'm from the South and so there's a lot of moms that stay at home and I can only imagine the collections they have to get themselves through the day. <laughs> well, everyone who is looking for something to do since they're ho- if they're home and they have nothing better to do, check out my website. There's there's six books, seven books soon because I'm actually ready to release another book just oh, yeah. pretty much shortly, pretty shortly. So oh, it's yeah. exciting. 
Well, it's so amazing because right now we're in a time where so many people are stuck at home and, and we're stuck with um, not only having to figure ourselves out over the last year and a half, two years, but also really being exposed to the people around us and the true colors that they carry and all of these things, you know, because uh, our world got a lot smaller very quickly. And so having this outlet and having people to be able to read your words and connect with you in a sensual way, it like, it removes the loneliness factor that a lot of people are experiencing in the dating world right now. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, Did you you use it as an outlet at all to like help you cope with things that you were going through? Well, writing is an outlet for me. Writing is cathartic on every level. Um, I'll give you a secret. I started writing erotic poetry because I wasn't getting any sex. So like (laughs) I I needed an outlet. Um, When I started writing my poems, um, there were, um, I literally was still a Christian and a virgin at the time. And and honestly, it was just a way for me. I had all of these pent up emotions. And because I'm supposed to be a good Christian, I can't, I can't fuck. So I don't know how to get rid of these emotions and accept doing what I usually do, which is to write. So uh, that's where the, ero- that's where the erotic sort of started. Although I focused on it, um, on it for a completely different reason, but how I started uh, writing erotic poetry was because I needed an outlet. So yeah. Um, one of the books, Passion in Gemini Project is an award-winning book. Um, a couple years ago, there was, thank you. We had, uh, we had, a uh, um, there's an annual event here in Barbados. Um, uh, hosted by um, by a company called Gainon.com. Well, Gainon is Beijing for what's going on. As you all ask, you know, how, what's, what's happening, what's going on? Um, we just say, we're going on, right? We're going on. And mm-hmm. and so they take, they took that as their, the name of their website, Gainon.com. And then, and because what they're doing is they're, um, they're, expo- they're, they're celebrating Barbadian uh, culture. Um, in and and celebration of the arts and the artists and give the artists a voice and a space to celebrate themselves and stuff. So what they actually did is they came up with um, somewhat like uh, like the Oscars, the Grammys. We call it you know, the People's Choice Awards, right? Mm-hmm. So you have so um, and and that book was um, for the inaugural for the inaugural. Um, event which was in 2020 um the book won the points of the, the book of the year the book of the year of wow. congratulations that's amazing <laughs> yeah thank you so yeah i mean and but I, I i use that to say that particular book actually more so than the others um has a lot of of um catharsis in it because um what uh, like i said that book was released that was my second last uh, well, that is actually the last book that was released because it was released after um, after Make It Rain. So it was released in 20, 2019. And um, well, People were saying to me before then, you know, you always write about sex. You we need to we want to know um, who are you? You know, what, what do you what do you do other than sex? Well, you know, whatever. You know, they basically wanted to know who Passion Point was. 
So I said to them, oh, really? You want, I'm trying to make you cry. I'm trying to make you come. You want to cry instead. You want to, you, you, okay. You want to, you want to know more. So basically that book is separated into two, uh, two sections, pleasure and pain. The pleasure part, um, hence the, hence the reason why it's called Gemini. Um, the Gemini project is, is two, is two sides of me. I am a Gemini. Um, and is the two sides of me. So you're getting the whole erotic side and then you're getting the side that you don't know about. Um, you're actually getting a peek into my, um, personal journal because I took some of those personal poems that I wrote that no one has ever read and I published them in that book so you know books poems about how I got how I felt when I was going through my divorce um uh poems about um self um self-acceptance and lot or a lot thereof mm-hmm. um poems about how how people view me and you know so you know different different kinds of poems but all those poems are tied into um people people have said to me that they love that book because it shows the diversity and the um diversity of myself as a poet and also it shows you know that i'm not just a one trick pony yeah. It really allow it really allows people to dive into who you are and what you represent instead of just having these like erotic novels where they're fun, they're fantasy, but you can kind of go wherever you want with them mm. versus having these poems that are directly they show the very vulnerable side of you. Yes. So that's a really yes. brave thing to release to be able to be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm just gonna put it all out there for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it is um by that point, by this time, I I'm fairly secure in myself, so I can release these things now because the the poems have served their purpose. The poems allowed me to get all that pain out, all that frustration out. You know, um, like my, one of my favorite poems in that in that collection is called "Oops," uh, where I had been I'd been I'd been performing, and I I overheard. Two, two women talking to themselves after my performance and one girl said to the other he his poetry makes me wet but, if, <laughs> but, but then she continues to say if he looks better I would give him some so in her opinion the fact that I have a dad bod and not uh I'm not I'm not Sylvester Stallone or or, or, or <laughs> The Rock, or, or The Rock, that's a favorite. Right? No. Yeah, or, or, or Michael, or, or Michael B. Jordan for you know people. Like <laughs> but because I'm not cut like that, you, you, I mean, okay, I, I take, I take very, I totally understand people have their own preferences. I'm not saying that she is not entitled to her preference, but at the same time, I'm like. You are, and I, and I, and I said as much in the poem. You, you know, oops, your superficiality is showing because <laughs> you know, like really, like that's 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 what's gonna stop you from getting a ride on this tongue. You know, what I'm saying, right. Because, right. you know, like all you gotta do. All you gotta do, shut you. If if I'm ugly, shut your eyes and just get the I get the orgasm. Like like that's all you gotta do. Like shut your eyes. Like really. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, but seriously, people, I, it, to me, it was a, it was a, it was a fun quote unquote, it was serious, but it was also a way to poke fun at the superficiality of people who I, cause I ask in that, I ask in that point, what does a neurotic poet look like? Mm-hmm. 
Watch and everyone's got their own visions of it, right? <laughs> exactly, right? Are you going to say that my, you have just been turned on by my words. Are you seriously going to look at me and tell me that just because I don't look like what you think uh, erotic poet is supposed to look like, you're going you're gonna to disassociate yourself from having the right of your life? Well, I'd be curious to know if the perception would change based off just reading your erotica alone versus reading your book. Uh, your Gemini book, because I feel like sometimes when you tie in those extra vulnerabilities, the superficial aspects of people almost fall away because then you understand them on a on a more, um, you know, like more mental, deeper level. Well, it's possible. But again, you, people buy erotic. They haven't bought Gemini. So you know people are buying people buy the fantasy if you if you're using that term people are buying the fantasy and they're not and only certain uh i don't want to use the word um uh, uh cadre only only certain types of people but basically that's you i i will i, will, I guess i can say that only certain types of people go beyond the the the, the surface and would then want to know more about the me, the me, or you know, go beyond the surface. Is the surface is the sur and as I say, the surface is the sex. The sex is the surface, but beyond and underneath all of that, I'm trying to show a sense of purpose, a sense of of. I want you as a as a as a woman, especially, but anybody who's reading to feel empowered, to feel sensual, to feel actually, you know what this is. I, I I can I can do this and I can feel I can feel juicy and sensual without without guilt. Yeah. That's yeah. actually what the that's actually the whole purpose of what I'm doing. Yes, I base it on the books. Yes, I base it on the poetry, but it really and truly is way deeper than that. Mm -hmm. Did you ever feel the guilt while you were growing up, like being in, you know? religious household and and having that deeper erotic side but not being able to really explore it physically no not really no because i mean i i was i got it out by writing and i didn't do anything i didn't do anything I, and of course i also grew up as a as a quintessential nerd and when i was growing up nerds were nerds were not cool is nerds became cool now um, in more recent times but when i was growing up nerds were not cool so i didn't get i didn't get any opportunities to explore my sexuality because girls didn't like me and uh, you know so i'm like no no look at me bitches but anyhow <laughs> <laughs> nothing can stop me yeah that's exactly how i feel no not not a soul can stop me you know what i mean and and everything uh even in terms of my even in terms of my physical appearance, you know what I mean? Like I grew, I started growing my lots and stuff like that as a, as an extension of um, self-awareness, I guess you could say. And, you know, uh, I remember years ago before when I, uh, when I had just left Christianity and I was having this, having this conversation with this girl and she was like, I was trying to get her to sleep with me. And she was like, Oh, you look too much like a Christian. I can't do it. Oh. And I was like, well, I get, I mean, I literally was, had been out of Christianity like a couple of years. So I guess it, it still, <laughs> it was still the, the, the aura, the aura was still there. It was probably wow. still, oh my God. Clean. I was still a little, um, I was still a little, um, innocent looking, I guess. <laughs> 
but now being like two uh two decades later having having the um having the locks and having the gray and the beard and thing they seem like the women seem to like it this way so i'm yeah even if it wasn't for them i'd, I'd keep it you know i keep it for me but hey as long as you like it that's, that's a bonus in my cap well that that super interests me because if you look back into a lot of treatment like the vikings the mayans the aztecs um the japanese all of them had long hair it was it was yes. almost sacrificial to have your hair cut it was a sign of of shame or extradition mm-hmm. you were being yep. ostracized from the group yep and i i believe that basically our hair when we grow it out because my hair is really long right now too i've been growing it out since the pandemic started mm. um but I have, I have felt more of an awareness of my surroundings and things that are happening, almost like it's like an antenna coming out of my head there that's able go. to pick up on things that I wouldn't have been able to pick up with my short hair. Exactly. Um, the Rastafari actually do believe it's an antenna. Um, they do, they do um, see it as an extension of your spirit. And I don't, I, just like I'm not Christian, I'm not Rastafari either, but I do, but I do um pull from the tenants of both when necessary. And um, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I feel so much more self-aware, um, uh, definitely feel more attuned to my surroundings. And, and it is an, is an energetic field, I guess, you know, yeah. something that, that really, that really, that, 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 that works with my self-awareness to help me be who I am today, for sure. Yeah, because it's just, I mean, your hair is just an extension of your nervous system. It's all, it's, I mean, it's right there with your brain too. So it would make, it makes so much sense that people who do have longer hair, I think this is why women always have a better sense of intuition from when they're younger, because society (laughs) is like, men, shave your head, be clean cut. Women are just like, let it grow. Mm -hmm. Let's turn into mother nature. Let's do this. (laughs) Yes, you're probably right. You're probably right. There's no, I have not had any, um, I've not had any actual experience or, or research, but I'm sure if you research it, I'm sure it's probably gonna it's probably gonna hold true. Definitely. Yeah. Um, when you so I'm curious when you left uh, your your background of having like the Christianity and all of that, did you experience a different type of spiritual awakening, or did it just uh, do you think you further elevated your understanding of things, or how was that for you? How do I explain this? I think it's a little bit of both. I I think honestly, when I, I like I explain to people now, it's like stepping out of the confines of Christianity makes me feel like I am so much more connected to the divine. Like I'm like like and and it's like people who people who are still like my old Christian friends who are still who who still think I'm walking along the path of the of destruction and I'm gonna go to hell and all this other stuff. I'm like, you know, but honestly speaking, like I tell them like this. When I was a when I was practicing the faith, I was the only thing I did, the only thing I've never done is go to seminary to get to actually be officially put in a pastoral role, right? But I've done I've done everything. I've done everything else, including leading churches. I just don't have, I just don't, I've just never gone to a seminary, even although actually I had been called to seminary. I felt the pull to go to seminary. It just never happened. Um, so I've done everything from being the um the, 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 I don't know what you would call it in other churches. In my the church I used to go to, I was the altar. I, I used to walk with the, um, with the, 
um, when you're dropping the when dropping your offerings in the offering the offering the offering basket, I used to walk around and literally take it. You know, you, you, I'm I'm walking with the basket. You just drop your money in, and I started. You know, I I did that. I've I've been I've been in choirs. I've done all of that. I've led churches. I've 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 even depending on your. Um, brand of brand of Christianity. I've done deliverance ministry, praying for people, casting demons out. I've done all of that. Mm-hmm. And coming out of Christianity, I can tell you this: the same energy that I felt when I was laying hands on people and I'm praying for them is the same energy that I feel when I'm leading you to orgasm. If I'm having, if I'm, if I'm having a cyber sex conversation with somebody, and and uh, or we're sex well not really sexing sometimes it's something about my voice that i'm using my voice and when i'm calling that orgasm out of you over the phone nine times out of ten i'm feeling the same energy that i used to feel my energy my, my my hands my hands get hot like if you were physically present i'd want to lay hands on you while calling that energy out um you know my 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 my, my my um, hair stands on end. I literally feel the presence of spirit around me. Um, and so I will say that it has elevated. Um, it really has elevated, but at the same time, um, yeah, it, 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 yeah, I would just say it's elevated, to be honest. I don't think both, both were true. When I left, it mm-hmm. felt a little weird, but ultimately I felt free. And yeah. then after the freedom, I actually realized, shit, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like religion, whether it's Taoism, Buddhism, Christianity, Roman Catholicism, they try and put you in these boxes and they try and keep you contained. And exactly. so Su- Susie and I are big believers of omnism, where all religion has truth in it. And just like mm-hmm. you were saying, where you pick from Rastafarian and you pick from Christianity, like mm-hmm. there's truth in all of it. And it's what resonates with you. And I think mm-hmm. you being able to exercise your sexuality through spirituality, I think that's the closest you can ever come to God or come to source because Indeed. you're just you're just exuberating pure energy. But this is it. I mean, I've I've said this and I've said this in con- in countless conversations. Um, when I uh, again, like I said, I was I did everything, including like I um I I was in one form a prophetic person. Um, some people in the in the Protestant in the Pentecostal church will call me will literally call me a prophet. And I remember one time I was uh, when I actually was going to my honeymoon. I came home from my honeymoon with a book of prophecies. Like I literally was hearing God speak to me and I was writing it down and stuff. And people were asking me like, when did you get time to write, to hear God during your, I mean, you're supposed to be spending time with your wife. When did you get time? (laughs) When did you get time to hear God? And I was like, I can't tell them because they they wouldn't understand. When I got, when I got the, when I got the prophetic words were, nine times out of ten at the moment of orgasm while having sex yeah it's the it's the trinity that most people want to think is external when it's really internal and especially Mm -hmm. if you have a divine partner that you're sharing that with Mm -hmm. the two of you become connected to source and it's like my piano teacher always taught me one plus one equals three yep because you have two people but there's a third connection that draws us even closer Mm -hmm. indeed 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 so but like I said, people don't people don't always get it. You know what I mean? Like this is where again, 
um, oops, your superficiality is showing because again, yeah. if you can't, if you can't, if you're just looking at surface, you're going to miss, you're going to miss so much. <laughs> yeah. You're going to miss so much. So yeah. Have you been able to see like that awakening happen in, in some of the people that you, that you dom for, or even just people through? Yes, actually. Um, and the thing about I'll, I'll I'll take the I'll take this opportunity to make a to to give a hint as to what's coming. Right, yeah. it's not fully finished yet. But to answer that question, um, the book I'm writing is uh, called the Sensual Journey, or I might change it to My Sensual Journey because it is a actual. It's also it's actually a yoni journal. It's actually a journal wow. for women to allow them to have self-love around their vagina around their pussy around i did too right and the reason and the reason why this book exists is because of my doming um my relationship with my first sub Mm -hmm. uh her 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 assignment for me is to give me a pussy pay every morning and the reason for that is not what what some people would think, right? Yes, I enjoy seeing it. Yes, as a man and I, I and as a dom, you are obeying me. You're giving me what I want. As a man, I'm a, any man loves seeing pussy. Come on, right. but but the reason why I asked for that is because it allowed. It was a tangible way for her to see herself to see her intimacies to see her vulnerabilities and to face them and to and to recognize herself in that simple act of trust of course there's a lot of trust going through because of course in again we talk about the good side of the internet but of course there's a negative side of the internet with people using revenge porn and all these different things and of course she's she and i have never although we've been um dom and sub um uh, for over a year over nearly two years now we've actually never physically met in person so there's a lot of trust that has has gone on over the years, um, but there's so there's the trust factor of showing me her pussy every day, every morning. There's the there's there's the fact that she's doing that allows her to see herself as a mm-hmm. sensual being and allows her to um, speak to her speak to herself and give herself permission to be sensual. Uh, there was a time, uh, there was a time when she'd lost a family member. Somebody had been, you know, uh, had died. And being a, being a, a daddy dom, I'm concerned for your well-being. I'm not just concerned about getting my nut off, right? Mm-hmm. So I, so I, I told her, you have permission to not send me your picture until you feel you know, until you've finished grieving or whatever. And she said, sir, I, I can't, I, 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 this groans me. This is something that I can focus on every day. Mm-hmm. And it does not, and it allows me to not think about what's happened, you know, mm-hmm. and that, that floored me. It, it humbled me like, um, you know, so I'm taking, so I'm taking the, uh, what has happened between her and I and mm-hmm. sort of packaging it in a way that um, 
anybody it can be accessible to others um no i'm not expecting you to send me a pussy pic but i mean if you're if you really want to i can not gonna be upset if you do i'm just saying (laughs) but yeah but in all seriousness it's not about me and i I, 100 it's you know definitely for her we've we've watched a few shows where it's been focused around like um there's a couple cartoon ones that were more more adult ones but there's always Mm -hmm. a scene where it's like no, you need to sit down and take the time and look at your pussy. You need to take a mirror down there and go and yep. examine it and look at it and get to know it. And by through getting to know it, you get to know yourself and who yep. you are and what you want. Well, and find yes. the love because it's there. And we're so taught to, for one, ignore that it's there. Mm-hmm. And then for two, be embarrassed by it. And then if yes. there's something you're not sure of, hide it from the world <laughs> exactly exactly and then of course and then of course the other stuff that we were talking about the other day um the censorship of of the media makes it even worse it makes you even feel like you can't show you can't if you're in a position if you want to show if you feel that you are comfortable enough to show then they then they then they demonize you and say that yeah. you are you know you're a whole you're a slut you're a this and and i'm like hello it's so yeah it is it is for you it is for you as a woman and so me giving you this little opportunity, I, I always say, I always give the caveat, I am a man and I cannot give you permission to do anything. But at the end of the day, I want that this is another resource. And of course, it's also my first non, non-fiction, quote unquote, if you want to put it that way, mm-hmm. um, um, self-help kind of book versus the poetry and the the fictional, mm-hmm. the novel. This is actually like a different genre of writing for me. So it's because it's actually a manual that you can print out. Well, you'll be able to buy it on Amazon soon. Um, but then, you know, it will actually be a physical book with words with where you can write your stuff in. You can actually write it in. So you well, can... It puts, uh, action. it puts action behind words, which I think a lot of people forget about. You know, we can read self-help books all day we can communicate all day but at at the end of it if there's no action put in you're not getting the momentum going you just kind of have the blueprints right so it actually it breaks down into five days i think i got it down into five days and i had contemplated doing it in such a way that those five days will be replicated over a couple of weeks but I decided uh, it would probably make the book too big and ultimately really once you get the momentum going you you can continue without the book you can use the you can keep going so the first day is um, somewhat of reflection you can actually of uh so you you can actually basically same thing you start off with with looking at it you start off and then you go into actual touching and masturbation if necessary i have spaces where if you took a photo and you print you could print it out and stick it in there um you know of course you can keep it on your phone but again the aspect of of doing something physical and tangible taking that photo and it's not something that no one is not something that anyone else will be able to see so you can do you can be as as explicit as you want and just show what you want take a photo put it there so that if uh, a couple months later if you feel a bit down you can go through that again and see the photos and see you know but hopefully i'm looking for it to be um what i'm really wanting is that it it becomes of a a, a somewhat of a daily habit or a, a more a constant habit so that you get the same kind of benefits that i saw my sub get because she literally has has grown into someone who's a lot more confident um she even said to me the other day um i told i i i um I teased her and said she has to write a book of poems for me. 
and because um, <laughs> she is also a poet she does and she doesn't do um she doesn't and she's also does a lot of, of of erotic poetry but like a lot of people her poems are sort of hidden so i'm like you know you got to do a poem you got to do a poetry book for me and because my as i said i'm an entrepreneur my day job is a, I, i'm an editor i'm an editor so i actually will be able to help her get that book um, yeah. oh, that's published amazing. right so you know i mean but so but she is she's she she created a separate account on instagram and she started to post some of those erotic things to instagram and so she's coming along and doing things um in, in her know, own sexual in her, in, her, in her own way you know what i mean yeah. so you know so that book was dedicated that book was that book was and i told her this two days ago i said this book that's coming out is directly linked to you you are the one that inspired me to do this mm -hmm. uh, and then i saw uh i saw a blushing face and, oh thank you sir and <laughs> just, melted my, just melted my heart but yeah it's so almost, yeah go ahead it's almost like creating a space for uh self-worship which is exactly. important. It's, exactly. it's important for yourself, you know? Exactly, exactly. I, 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 the erotic empire, which is the, um, the erotic side of my business, um, and that's the name under which everything else um, is, um, resides, uh, the erotic empire for me is a, a, a different using different media to create safe spaces because mm -hmm. there needs to be safe space in the world for people who um who are either in the position of um wanting to be sexual feeling uh, or, or 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 not 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 knowing where to turn or um or or they've already started that process and just need somebody to come alongside and say yeah keep going or there's someone or there or there are people who are, are self-aware like myself but don't have a don't have a venue then you know what i mean like yeah. if it's yeah. one thing i love i am i i mean i did it and i did it on a whim when i started my instagram stories my naughty stories my naughty polls i did it on on a whim but i love interacting with my with the community i love interacting mm -hmm. and seeing the questions answered and the different types of answers that come you know what i mean like yeah. um I, I i enjoy that i mean it 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 does it does it does pull to one of my other fetishes which is voyeurism so i feel a little bit i feel a little bit sneaky knowing your secrets <laughs> knowing your secrets but beyond that and it's again an opportunity because i do not uh i don't post who I don't post the person's name. I don't tag them. So I just, it's to, to the rest of the world, it's anonymous. Of course, as I, as I get the, the answers, I know who has said what, but I never show oh. that out to the world so that when you see it, you feel a sense of anonymity and therefore a sense of safety. You know, you can, you can say whatever you want and I will post it and it will just be celebrated by the, by the interweb. <laughs> you know do you, do you actually get to see people's confidence grow like people who start to follow you they don't answer right away and then a month goes by and they start to start yep they start they start coming in and, and one or two one or two start this you know one once or twice this little this little comment coming once or twice and then uh, over time you know, like, they, they, like the, the community like i literally have started calling it the community with c-u-m instead of c-o-m like, that's recent that's recent for me but i like it because that's literally what I'm doing. I'm building a community, and I, and I, and, I, and it's true. I can see the people coming in and seeing them, seeing them getting accustomed to the page and starting to write and starting to type in. And even some of them that 
uh, they they only comment in the DMs and then once or twice they comment in DM and they and I although I can I basically don't copy the DMs um, to the page only because I don't really have time to like cut off the person's name or you know that's just a little bit too much for me so I but so that's even a little more layer as a dip, as a deeper layer of anonymity as well because if you get into my DM um, it's just a conversation between you and I and I don't post those answers but I've seen people graduate as it were from the DMs to the main um, to the main articles you know mm-hmm. what I mean and yes it, and, and I can say that it would have benefited them in terms of their confidence for sure with with having all these DMs and encouraging and empowering all these people how do you keep your ego in check um uh, it, it ain't that hard um and the reason is because like I said because I grew up as I said as a Christian um who's i'm just extending the gifts that i've had like honestly it doesn't i don't i don't it doesn't get to my head because i've been doing uh some 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 kind of service for people for so many years mm-hmm. that it isn't it's nothing new it's just the the vehicle has changed but the right. the, the reason the reasoning hasn't the intents have always been pure Yep, always, always. Even if I'm trying to get you to come while I'm saying it. <laughs> right, yeah, I mean, there's no shame in that. I love it because it gives, like, not only are you providing a space for the divine feminine to grow and appreciate, um, but you're also creating a space for for men to understand what it means to be a little bit more sensual and and respect women in that manner with the way that you communicate and yeah, yeah, actually, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have had men. <laughs> I've had men come into my inbox, and uh, they're like, pretty much, their 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 vibration is extremely low. They're all about just the fucking. So yeah. they're so they come into my inbox, and they're like, "Dude, I want you to hook me up with a woman, or I want you to." And, and and I'm hopeful, and I you know I I meet them I meet them where they are, but then I try to elevate them. So yeah, I've been there. To be quite honest, when I first started writing my poetry, it was at that level. It was of the level of, it was always respectful, but it was of the level of. I always had two, uh, advert advertising uh, strategies. So to a woman, I would tell the woman, this is a way for you to become sensual. To a man, I would tell you, buy the, I would tell him, buy the book, give it to your woman, you'll get, you'll get sex limited within five days, you know, within five minutes. <laughs> but ultimately, I, I, I did, uh, I did sort of graduate past that in my own thinking to recognize that, you know, yes, I want the men to see the women as not just sex objects. I don't want the men to use my books as, as, um, as only vehicles to get sex i want them to see yeah i mean it's a it's a it's a really nice gift you can give to your lady or to somebody and 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 it is something that can be used within a sexual context um for as mental foreplay that will lead to physical um to physical uh, expectations 
but I really, I, I do want men reading my work, um, con- connecting to see, as you said, that is a, there is a better way to talk to women and to deal with women because women deserve respect. Now, men also deserve respect and therefore it, it needs to have, it needs to be said, um, that women also have to, to find ways of respecting their men. But I, it is, it, it is, unfortunately skewed in the direction that men are very much more um base when it really when it think when they're talking about until women and to the point where women walk the street literally afraid for their lives every single day and when i learned that believe me that shook me to my core mm-hmm. yeah when I, when I when I learned the fact that i can take my shirt off and walk around the street and people just be like you put your shirt on kind of thing um but a woman can walk around and is fully covered and still is sexualized and still is threatened with violence and stuff like that makes i when i learned that it it shook me and i again even although i'm making sex the vehicle i really want this to be a way that people can see each other with respect especially respecting the women recognizing that they are sexual beings but that doesn't mean you have to sexualize them you know right exactly what advice if you could like say give advice to your younger self or because you have a son don't you what advice would two you sons give? yes two, two sons um well as it relates to I, 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 I tell my sons and I would tell my, I would tell first, I'd tell my, um, I'd tell my younger self, it gets better. <laughs> <I'll> tell, <laughs> right. I'll tell my younger self, it gets better because honestly it felt horrible being a teenager and seeing all these girls liking everybody else and not liking me. In, in fact, I, I learned how to cook. I learned how to wash clothes. I learned how to put to iron, not because it was the right thing to do, but because I honestly did not expect to see myself with a woman or anything like that. So I had to learn how to do these things. I had to learn how to do these things myself. <laughs> you know, I mean, so to be honest, when my kids were, were, were way younger, they're right now 16 and 14 years old. And when they were like six and four or younger, even younger than that, uh, I used to look at them sleeping in their beds and I'm like, wow, how did I get here? <laughs> you know, um, but I do, but I, so I would tell my younger self, it gets better, you know, um, you know, and you just hold on, become a little bit more, become a little bit more um, self-aware a little earlier. Um, and you know, but just, just hold on it gets better. But I do tell my sons, they can come to me and speak to me on everything and anything. Um, I do, I do, they come to me, like the conversations they have with me in the car, their mother would have a cow, their mother would freak out. Well, that's amazing. (laughs) <laughs> if if they if she heard the conversations that we had in the vehicle in the car, because I I I um, um I mean I cannot be passion poet and be squeamish around sex around my right. kids. So if they come to me with questions, I answer them. Um, you know, friendly friendly times they were six or you know six or so. Somebody went into my underwear drawer, came out with my condoms, and asked me if they were balloons. And I'm like, no, they're not balloons. Put them down. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, up until now, you know, and we, the, the conversations that we have, 
you know, I, I try to be as open and honest with them as possible and give them age appropriate answers um, to allow them to recognize that there is, again, sex is a, sex is a fairly common, is regular. It's just like if you wanted to, it has a sacred, it has a sacred component, yes, but at the same time, on another level, it's just as, it's just as, it's just as like if you were getting up to go out and, it's just as natural as getting up and going to look for something to eat. It's, you know, yeah. so it, uh, it does have a, a sacred component. Yeah. But at, least at the same time, it's very natural. So yeah, there's sexual energy everywhere. Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> it's been, it's, it's, it's a journey. I, I enjoy it. You know, I totally enjoy it. I, I enjoy connecting with people in my inbox. I enjoy, um, I enjoy, I love flirting. So I do enjoy the flirting. I do enjoy, um, I, and I do enjoy stirring those emotions up, um, and seeing, even if it's all, even if it's only online, seeing the, it's almost like if I could physically see her eyes, um, get heavy with lust. And I'm like, yep. Okay. Yep. You can go buy my book now or go and yeah. find some book, you know, well, ultimately I, you know, but ultimately this is why it is sex. Sex is a, a very, um, a very, a very natural thing and it, yeah. it should not be demonized like it is. Absolutely. Well, I feel like some people just need someone like you who's a catalyst that allows them to really step into their own divine because so many people in today's society are so scared to step into that. Mm-hmm. Or someone who's as confident as you and who just puts everything out there. Well, and coming people, from a place of awareness. Yeah. People are like, oh, I can do that too. I don't have to do it in this way, but I, mm-hmm. I can be free and a sovereign being to express myself and express my sexuality and what fits my needs. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, uh, and, and this is why I don't feel uh, ego per se. I just find that I'm just doing, I'm just pursuing what, I, what I've been called to do from, you know, when I switched roles from being a Christian to, to being um, who I am now. Uh, I the, the 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 calling never changed, and and this is exactly how I feel. I I have always felt like a pioneer. Um, pioneer from the perspective of picture uh, picture someone who's just landed on on an island or a country and they have to cut their way through jungle so they found uh, they get a cutlass and they've cut their way through the jungle and what that does is I am the one cutting the jungle so you can walk freely mm-hmm. right yeah that's beautiful you know so that's how I've always felt and and um, you know, it, it, it's just a humbling thing for me to see people walking beyond, behind me, or seeing them coming up and feeling that sense of freedom where I might have had to struggle, but you don't. And you know, and I, I feel, I feel a bit, I feel a lot of humility. I'm like, damn, I was created to do this. Like, yeah, you know. yeah. And you're like living in your divine, which is it's it's really awesome to see. It's been so fun being able to connect with people who are on their journey and knowing what's right for them and just continuing to pursue that, whatever, whatever obstacles come their way. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, it's, it's true. I like, I remember when my first book, though, this, this, when erotic was done and I had, I was still working. Um, I was still working for the government at the time and someone noticed that I wrote books. So from there, 
uh, they, they started asking me to perform poems and stuff like this. And anyway, my first book came out. And this guy, this guy, he wanted to support me, so he bought the book. Three days later, I believe, two, three days later, my guy brings the book back. And as a as a businessman, I'm thinking, okay, I looked over the products. Like, there's nothing wrong with the book, but maybe maybe he saw something that I didn't see. Like, because there was a, there was one of the books that I bought that I had that I had printed where the interior was upside down. So you open the book, and it, <laughs> it literally the inside was upside down. Like, yeah. So I, I bought so although I I checked over the book, like maybe I missed something, right? So I asked him, like, okay, you know, do you want money back? Do you want another copy? Like what? He's like, no, he don't want the money back, but he don't want, he can't keep the book. So I'm curious now. I'm like, um, what's wrong? Why can't you keep the book? He says, I didn't know what type of book it was. Oh. Pause for effect. No. The book is near erotic. If you look at the cover of the book, there is a there is a, a, a an artistic nude of a of a woman. You can't see anything. The shadows plus her positioning uh, show you can't see anything, but you can see that she's naked, right? Right. Tell me what kind of book you thought it was. <laughs> Tell me what kind of book, what kind of book you thought it was, sir. Tell me, tell me. I don't, I don't understand this. So his, so his, so his next, so he backtracks a little bit and says, um, he's a Christian. He can't keep this book. He can't keep, but he didn't know what kind of book it was. He couldn't keep it. So I said, okay, I got two problems, right? With what you know, just said, okay, two problems. One, the song of Solomon. The Song of Solomon is the sexiest, most erotic book in the Bible in which you purport. Mm -hmm. So tell me, if if I can't write about books, if you cannot have buy this book from me, you obviously need to take the Song of Solomon out of your out of your Bible. Okay? Because my favorite verses in the Bible are from Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon, chapter seven, verses seven and eight, if I remember correctly, says, um, I, 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 your, your body is like the palm tree. Your breasts are like the fruits of the palm. I said, I will climb the palm tree and lay hold of its fruit. Tell me if that's somebody not sliding their body up on top of a woman and grabbing hold of the tits. Tell me that is a, I'm like, come on now. And, the next thing I said to him, I said, um, the other problem I have with your with what you just said to me is that there are three people from the beginning of time till now, according to scripture, that have been created without sex. Adam, Eve, and Jesus. I looked behind, like when he spoke to me, he had his daughter in the back of the car. So I just looked at the back of the car and I said, I hope you got her on eBay because obviously you sex. So I hope you bought her on eBay and I got I hope you got her discount. Cause obviously you're not about sex. Like seriously, like seriously. Right. Really? Like when you put into reality the perspectives that people are trying to say, it's like, come on now. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. No, it's everything's so upside down and backwards, and it's like people are are taught. And, and this is not just in Christianity. I was born in Christian Science, and so I've, I've 
I've been in Protestant churches, Episcopalian churches, Roman Catholic churches, and it all just kind of like keeps you, like I said earlier, it keeps you in this box and it keeps people from really actually taking the time to take a step back and think Mm -hmm. and critically think and be like, wait, okay, I read this, but I'm taught to not believe this. Okay. So now which do I believe? Mm-hmm. I just want to believe what I'm told and what I'm taught instead of really taking the time to read the scriptures and understand them for myself. And interpret yeah, exactly. them for yourself, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it is it is what it is. I I ah, it's a journey. It's a journey. <laughs> it, is, it is a journey. It is a beautiful journey. Well, I will you tell our listeners where they can find your all of your things just one more time. That way they can find you easily that's fine uh first you can go to passionpoet.com uh passion poet actually most people write it as two words passion poet is actually one word so i, I it is one word but so passionpoet.com that's where you can get the website and you can connect to the books from there um but you can also check me out on instagram on Bajan dot passion point so that's b-a-j-a-n dot passion point um uh that is where you that's sort of like the instagram um that's where i live i don't really go on facebook much anymore mm-hmm. um so you can you can connect with me you see me have post post stuff about my books what i did for april which was National Poetry Month, I started getting, uh, there were snippets of my poems every day. Every every day I was doing two or three snippets of my poems. And so I've kept that going. So ever so often I would drop another snippet. Um, so you'll get a chance to scroll through and see actual snippets of, not some of them are from books of, that have been uh, published already. Others have been just poems from my archive, but you get a chance to get a little snippet of Passion Poet and um, see the books, see the books, see pretty. I have a lady who is actually the Erotic Empire brand ambassador, so you get a chance to see a lot of her on the page dressed in negligee and having one of my books in her hand. So, if you want to see pretty women, you can also go there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and you can also check out um, the Wet Spot, which is my podcast, uh, the Wet Spot podcast. I also love Full Stop, so that's the dot Wet dot Spot dot podcast, and the Wet has two T's. Yes, it's a it's a mouthful. The Wet Spot podcast. Just mm-hmm. think of the Wet Spot podcast. Put full stops between everything and put an extra T. And then you're good to go. Um, but the, the, that's the that's where I focus on the podcast. And I say that that is the part of the wet spot is a safe space for sex, is a safe space for sweat, tears, and sensuality. It is a safe space to allow for vulnerable vulnerability, authenticity, and sensuality. It gives you a chance to be open, give you a chance to hear people talking about open topics and gives you a chance to, to open, to give yourself permission after listening to these things um, to hear more and to, to, to decide um, to, to be a little bit more sensual. I say it connects erotica and education, right? Um, and it's really where my naughty pose started so i do naughty pose on both passion poet beach and passion poet and on um and on the wet spot so depending on where you go you will the community is always there uh i i have uh uh 
I, I have a Facebook group, but that Facebook group has been going on for a couple of years and they realize that it's probably dying by now. People don't use it as much. Um, I also have a Telegram group where people basically I'm trying to recreate the Facebook group, which is, you know, Facebook where I'm actually having people come in and comment on comment on stuff and actually have a place to chat amongst themselves. So I'm trying to recreate the Facebook group on Telegram. Uh, so if you're interested in joining that, you can always hit me up in the DMs. I can give you the link for that as well. So yeah, there are lots of other things. There's a Facebook link. There's um there's um there's a YouTube channel, um song SoundCloud channel. But the easiest thing for you to do is to click on the link in the bio, either on Bajan Passion Point or on the Bed Spot. You see all the links, and you can you can um you can you can explore from there. And as I mentioned in my own podcast, sign um, sign up for the the email list, and you'll get a chance to see whatever else I'm doing. Um, I'll post it on periodically. I, I'm not spamming you. You're not getting you're not getting um you're not getting emails like every. I try to do one every week, but it doesn't even work out that way. So you get periodic emails about what is happening with me. Um, like for instance, like I said, I'm about to I'm pulling together this last book. So when this book comes out, the email list will get it first, stuff like that. Beautiful, beautiful. And I want to ask you this question before we go, because I like that you asked, um, asked it of me on your podcast. Sure. Uh, what would you like to leave our listeners with today? What would you like them to take with them? Sex mm-hmm. is awesome. Sex is awesome. Sex is um, sex is real and sex is natural. Like if you feel that you have a high sex drive, there's nothing wrong with you. Conversely, if you feel your sex drive is low, there's probably still nothing wrong with you. You probably, you know, or, or you may just need to look at maybe what you're eating, your um, habits and stuff like that. If you want to have a higher sex drive, but ultimately I want you to recognize that you are a complete being, including your sexuality, right? And you should not allow anybody to to malign you, to make you feel bad for wanting to have sex. I'm listening, I'm speaking specifically to every single woman who can hear my voice. Do not let anybody slut shame you. If you want to have, it, I, I, I'll say it like this. I saw a quote somewhere on the internet that I love that says modesty empowers some women nudity empowers others yes if you feel comfortable being modest go for it but do not shame those who want to be who are a little bit freer in their sexual liberation and if you feel sexually liberated and you feel you want to go all out do everything with safety but just do you beautiful Beautiful. Well, Passion Put, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. I'm so happy that we were able to connect with you and hopefully we'll be able to have more conversations in the future because you're definitely someone who fits right in alignment with all of the things that we like to amplify in the world. And I appreciate the space that you're creating for for women to find themselves and for you know well, men, men to appreciate their femininity yeah. and yeah. as well. Yeah. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I I was looking forward to it. I was looking forward to it. Like um <laughs> definitely looking forward to it. Um just because I am 
I'm trying to see if I can find my poetry, one of my books, like really quickly, just because yeah. I've, I've been a poet, I've been a poet, and, and, and I'm like, I've, I've not done any poetry for you guys. So let yeah, me see. <laughs> Where did I put? Ah, okay. So erotic is here. Let me see what I can. Let me see which poem should I read? See, the thing is, it's like all of them are so good. It's like we're trying to. (laughs) Okay, I'll do sensual. Um, because we are talk- we are we are talking about sensuality, and uh, sensuality and sexuality are sl- are different. Obviously, sexuality is talking about your sexuality specifically. Sensuality is about enjoying your senses. Um, so just there that there. But of course, I love being sensual in sex. So this is the poem called "Sensual." I want to smell your rosal rising, rising like incense burning at the altar of flaming desire. I inhale the musky odor of you. Pheromones make me rigid, take me higher, and I lick my lips, salivating at the meal I will soon partake in. I want to taste you, lick you slow, up down, lapping juices all around, dripping down chin after biting into your sweet, fully ripe, juicy, Julie Mango. I want to hear your voice change tone, sexier than alto saxophone warming up, moaning through your scales. Do, re, mi, fa, so, so, so. So don't stop. Ooh, baby, that's hot. Responding to my tongue, sliding down, deftly invading your slippery cave. Skillfully playing weeping heart, musical harp, plucking strings, strumming out climactic melody, music to my ears. I want to sense that tingling feeling in waiting skin, anticipating electric sting from tender touch, feather light, almost too much, but ooh, just right. Chemistry between us, manifesting in goosebumps rising, hair standing on end, almost afraid to bend while awaiting the another pass of fingers over flesh, wanting again to feel the static cling of our attraction. I want to see eyes roll back ecstatically as I slide inside you slowly, filling you up completely. My key rolls tumblers in your lock, unblocking access to intense pleasure. You're adept at your sensual powers. Immeasurable bliss is ours. We bump into each other like cars at a fair. I fear that I won't be able to sustain control as my own eyes start to roll and I release, connecting body to body, soul to soul, sensual, loving. Do we snap now? That was beautiful. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I love your poetry because it's not vulgar. It's just from a place that's so deeply sensual and you you get the whole visual 
Oh, oh I have, I have, I have, I have sexy. I have poems that are like I want to fuck a poet and other things. Oh, I love, love definitely. So <laughs> I run the gamut, but yes. I, <laughs> I but to hear one like that is just you can you can really close your eyes and just get lost in that moment and in that space. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes, 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 definitely. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That was amazing. No problem. No problem at all. No problem. It truly is a pleasure connecting with you. Thank you again. You're welcome. No problem. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. Don't forget to go subscribe to the Wet Spot podcast for more of the erotic, sultry poetry. You can find all of his books on passionpoet.com. Yeah, and don't be afraid to reach out. If you listen to our podcast together when I was on the Wet Spot podcast, we really talked about creating safe spaces when it comes to learning about what your sexuality means to you. And that's the goal here. That's the goal with my podcast. That's the goal with the Wet Spot podcast. That's the goal with so many of these sexually erotic creatives. Um, It's not to be in a space that's, you know, just throwing sex out there. It's about understanding sex from a more intimate level, um, a more beautiful space and something that's more compassionate and understanding and brings forward our highest versions of ourselves. Um, So yeah, I hope you enjoyed. I love each and every one of you. And please, please, please go add the Wet Spot Passion Poet to your community. Um, All right. I'll talk to you guys soon.